0: Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, I have something for you. I want to give you access to my Stop Obsessing About Your Weight Masterclass. In this masterclass, you will learn why you obsess about your weight, why it's not serving you, and what you can do to stop obsessing about your weight without worrying about gaining weight. Just head on over to my website, kisaamaro.com, K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. Scroll down and enter your info to receive this masterclass for free. You won't want to miss it. Okay, my friends, on to our topic for this episode. And I had to really contemplate what I wanted to title this episode. If you don't know, I've never really talked about this, but sometimes I have a difficult time of like, what is the best title for this episode? Um, So I started with shiny objects and, you know, it's like this idea of like how we get distracted by the latest and greatest diet or weight loss fad. But I wanted to be a bit more descriptive, so I changed it to diet distractions. Basically, we are talking about how easily we can get distracted by the latest and greatest fad out there, or diet fad out there, or exercise fad, right? So what is the appeal to the newest and greatest way to lose weight or tone up or lean out? Why do we jump on the bandwagon of the diet industry? First of all, if you grew up in the United States, we are weight-focused, a weight-focused country and diet-focused. Americans obsess about their weight and try countless diets in order to lose weight, oftentimes with wavering success, right? We lose some weight and then we gain it back. Diet culture has told us that there is something wrong with us. Our doctors have told us that we need to lose weight, or maybe a family member or close friend has mentioned that we would be a little more attractive if we lost some weight. We have received messaging throughout our lives that there is something wrong with our bodies, right? Or maybe our thighs are too fat, our legs are too thin, our stomach is too saggy, our arms are too flappy, and we believe these messages, don't worry, I believed them about my body and my worth, right? It's so easy to get tangled up and believe them. So we are groomed, so to speak, to not be satisfied with our body, to think that there's something wrong with our body. And then the diet industry swoops in and promises the answer. (laughs) Of course, we're going to go with it. We are going to feed into and participate in the next fad diet because it promises us success. It promises us the body we have always dreamed of. Along with messaging from media and diet culture and beliefs we have about our body, we as humans like instant gratification, right? That's just the way we're wired. We want things and we want them now and guess what the latest and greatest diet promises instant weight loss lose 5 pounds in a week 20 pounds in 30 days or better yet lose 30 pounds in 30 days this appeal to our or this appeals to our primal instincts we want pleasure and we want it in the easiest way possible in the fastest way possible So fast weight loss will bring us that gratification and it'll bring it to us fast. Essentially, we have environmental and biological reasons that we get distracted by the next diet promising us success and the body that we've dreamed of. Okay. So next I want to talk about past experiences with diets. When we are on a journey to heal our relationship with food and we are taking things slow and weight loss might not be happening or it's not really happening that quickly, we get distracted by remembering our past experiences. We remember the whole 30 we did and how we lost 10 pounds that month and how awesome that was. But what we don't remember is on day 31, when we binged on ice cream and bread, because that was restricted during the previous 30 days. We don't remember gaining the weight back. We just remember that it worked. So you think the next diet will work for you. Every restrictive diet you have tried probably worked for some time. You lost weight and you were feeling good about your body until you couldn't handle the restriction, or complication of the meal plan, or not knowing what to order when you went out to eat. Right? There's nothing on this menu that I can eat. There's nothing on my plan. I am working with a client currently, and we have um, we've had some conversations about her getting distracted by the latest. Diet promising instant weight loss. And this is kind of the 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 motivation, inspiration for this episode um, is our conversations that we've had together. And I remind her that that those diets she tried weren't sustainable and that what she is doing now is working and it is sustainable. So we have to remember the whole truth, right? Our brains like to remember like the good things right? What was working? What went well? Like, oh, I had lost that weight. Remember? Oh, but also remember I gained it all back because it wasn't sustainable. It was too restrictive or there wasn't mindset work. So she coined the name of like that voice in her head, steering her and trying to convince her to go on another fad diet as the ghost of diets past. I thought it was so genius. So when her ghost of diets past comes up and tries to convince her to try the dehydrated food diet, this is a real thing, she has to talk to her ghost and put him or her in his place or her place. She has to remind her ghost that she is on a new journey that is working for her and that is serving her that she is losing weight in a way that serves her and in in a way that is sustainable for the rest of her life. She enjoys micro-brews and still enjoys micro-brews, right? She didn't have to stop drinking beer because it wasn't on her diet. That would not be sustainable for her. She is creating a way of eating that works for her as well as addressing her emotional eating and night snacking. And guess what? She is losing weight and loving the process. So how do we not give into our ghost of diet past, trying to convince us that the next diet fad will be the one, right? it's <laughs> The one that will work. It'll bring me all that I've ever wanted. <laughs> so you need to make a commitment to yourself, right? This is so important making this commitment to yourself for the next X amount of weeks. So the next 12 weeks, for the next 12 weeks, I won't start a diet. I will eat all foods in moderation. I will drink X amount of water. I will do exercise that feels good to my body and feels good in my body. Whatever you choose, right? For the next 12 weeks, I will do this. I'm going to make this commitment right? Make that commitment. And when your ghost of diet past tries to tempt you with a quick fix, talk back to it. Tell it that you are committed to your journey for the next 12 weeks, the next eight weeks, wherever it is in your journey. And you would be happy to reconsider after that, right? Remember you are in charge. You are hundred percent in charge, You must be willing to forego that instant gratification in order to have long-term wellness. When we let go of instant gratification, of losing weight quickly, and we focus on our long-term well-being, we are staying focused on our journey, on creating habits that are sustainable for us. Your journey will not be like anyone else's, and that's okay. You are on your own journey, right? Don't jump on the bandwagon and join the next quick fix. Understand and remind yourself that you are letting go of instant gratification in order to create this long-term well-being, in order to have this wellness and the sustainable way of eating and living and moving your body for the rest of your life. Creating a healthy relationship with food, reducing your cravings, letting go of your all-or-nothing mindset, finding moderation in eating, and allowing all foods takes discipline. This takes a shifting of mindset and it takes conscious effort, but it allows you to find long-term well-being. I like to think of putting... Horse blinders on, right? When horses race, right, they wear horse blinders so they can they can't look to the side, right? They can only look forward, and therefore they don't get distracted by the other horses in the race. They focus on what is in front of them. They focus on the finish line. Now, I used to paddle six-man outrigger canoes, and we would have races with boats like right next to us, right? We'd have like multiple lanes, and there's be boats. Um, Very close on either side of us, unless we're on the end. And um, we were coached to keep our heads in the boat, meaning don't worry about what's going on next to you. Don't look around, but stay focused on the boat and what you are doing. This took concentration and discipline because as humans, we want to see where we stand in the scheme of things. We want to see if a boat is overtaking us or if we are overtaking a boat, but our job was to stay focused on our boat because if we got distracted by the other boats, we would be out of sync right? with our paddling, we had to paddle at the same time in sync. And when we were out of sync, we would slow the boat down, right? So we needed to focus on our boat and our boat only. Staying the course on our journey to healing your relationship to food, your emotional eating, or you know, reducing your cravings is the same way. Focus on what you are doing, don't worry about anyone else, don't get distracted by what other people are doing and how much weight they are losing. You are on your own journey, and have faith. That by shifting your relationship with food and focusing on your mindset and healing your emotional eating, that this will create long-term well-being. So put your horse blinders on and keep your head in your boat. And what can help you stay the course and stay focused on the slow and steady process of developing a healthy relationship Sorry, relationship to food? I'm so into it, guys. I can't even talk. Um, is to find support, right? Find support with a group of like-minded people or find a coach that can support you through this process. It will be life-changing, my friends. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. I hope that by sharing this, um, that you're able to see the possibility of staying focused on what serves you, And that you have gained some strategies to help you forego that instant gratification and find your long-term well-being. Now, if you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on the search results, and therefore we can reach and help more people. I would greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where I share with you how to eat treats without feeling guilty or overeating them. Until next time, have a wonderful week, my friends. Bye.